Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Time for how to when we address the sorts of decisions we don't take every day. Today it's how to set up a business. Oshin Gagan is Head of Enterprise at Fingal Local Enterprise Office. Oshin, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Sean. So I suppose the start, of, like, there might be a lot of people listening who'd have half a notion of, of uh, setting up a business. Is the, is the first thing to consider what your product is or what your business is and whether that's realistic or not? Yeah, so I suppose, well... I think in reality, a lot of people, in fact, the vast majority of people at some stage during their lives think about enterprise, think about setting up their own business. They might have an idea bouncing around in the back of their head. So it's very, very common to feel the urge at some stage during your life to become independent, financially independent and to set up your own business. Um, And I suppose, yes, look at the the first thing you need to do is think about what product or service you're thinking of offering and mm. uh, and where the market might be for that and uh, how how you're going to actually um, develop a successful enterprise. So there, there, there's a lot of work that needs to be done in the background before you get to the stage where you're ready to start trading in a new business. Yeah, and, and I'm not picking on cheese particularly, but say you think, oh, I'm going to set up a cheese-making business, you have to take into account there's maybe a gazillion other people doing the same thing. And though you're going to have to think, why would someone buy my cheese as opposed to Tommy's cheese down the road? Yeah, kind of and, and I suppose, look at... The, virtually everything has been done before in yes. terms of new startup businesses. So it's very, very rare that you'll get something very new, completely disruptive, uh, you, you know, uh, startup in terms of the proportion of businesses that are out there. So, yes, every business has a competition. Every startup has competition. People or other businesses, whoever you're thinking of selling to, are spending their money on your competitors before you get mm. going. So absolutely, you you need to look at the industry's uh, sector you're operating in, the structure of it, who the players are, where they are, what they are, what their competitive advantages are, and so on, to determine how you might slot in mm. to provide a product or service that maybe isn't being provided already, or at least maybe not being provided as well as you can uh, provide this product or service. So yeah, I think lo- looking to see what competition is out there is absolutely one of the most fundamental steps you take. Yeah. All right. Okay. So you, you think whatever it is you're going to sell, or whatever product service it is, you know, has a uniqueness or enough of a uniqueness uh, uh, to, to, to get some sort of a, a customer base. At that point, then, is it about a business plan? And what exactly is a business plan? Yeah, so I think when you say uniqueness, it doesn't have to be unique. Mm. Um, you could be doing a me too business. So there there could be somebody else providing that product already out there and you're doing something different or something better or you're finding a competitive advantage. So, um, or there could be just a shortage of it, I assume. Or, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There, there are, try finding a plumber, mother of God. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. Well, virtually any trade, I suppose. Um, so, there, look, at there, there are bucket loads of opportunities out there in lots of different sectors. Um, and, you know, you mentioned a business plan, and that can kind of uh, frazzle some people when they think, well, I've never done a business plan before. That sounds like a lot of work. It sounds like a lot of academic work or whatever. But really, a business plan is a map. It's a roadmap of what you are doing, how you're doing it, what resources you need to put in place to do it and what you hope to achieve out of it. And it is all about planning. It's all about looking at your product or service, looking at the market uh, and and effectively mapping out and planning what you're going to do to reduce the risk to you so that you're prepared for 
what's coming down the track. You're prepared for the challenges um, that you're going to be meeting and there will be a lot of them. Mm. Now, the, the, uh, I suppose because there's so, so many different sorts of businesses, you might need a premises of some sort or you could operate out of your own home. You might need a van, yeah. uh, um, perhaps, you know, for example, but maybe not even that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, some businesses are very, very easy to, to get started. Um, it's a lot more difficult to sustain a business than to start a business. So, you know, you can set up and a lot of in a lot of cases, businesses do set up very small businesses uh, with one owner manager, one person behind it. And they're operating from home initially. So obviously, depending on the type of business, you may need planning permission if you're operating a business from home. If you've got uh-huh. customers coming to your your premises or something like that, you you will need to get planning permission for certain types of business. But others you, others you won't because there wouldn't be any necessarily any implication um, to your residents. Uh, but it is worth always worth checking, obviously, with your local authority to make sure you are compliant because that is obviously important. <laughs> yes, uh, and do, do you necessarily have to set yourself up as a company? No, no, no. There are, you know, um, in a lot of cases, people set up as a sole trader and uh, initially, and again, look at it, it, it's like how long is a piece of string? It depends on the type of business you're setting up. But it is important to get advice on the legal structure that you're going to set your business up in, whether it's a limited company or whether it's a, a sole trader or whether it's a partnership. Um because there are significant implications to it. You know, there are, if, mm. if you set up as a sole trader, you are the business. The business is you and there is no separation uh, between you and the business. However, if you set up a limited company, that is a separate legal entity to yourself. So there is a little bit of while well, you own the company and all of that. Um, the debts, the liabilities and all of that from that goes with a limited company is with that entity rather than you personally, normally. Right, but does, well, does that mean, and this is like doomsday scenario, but, but like if you're only a sole trader and you run into financial difficulty, that maybe your house is under threat or, or, or resources you, know, you, you own personally are under threat? Potentially, um, yes. Uh, now, uh, like there is uh, legislation in place to protect your primary residence, okay, mm. uh, generally, but yes, um, your own, I mean, if you are a sole trader and you're entering into a contract with another company to provide a good or service um, or customers to provide goods or services, the contract in place is with you personally. So in the event that something goes wrong or whatever, you are 100% normally liable for um, for that. OK, yeah. so so there is a there is obviously an element of risk. Well, then why would anyone set up as a sole trader? It's a lot simpler. You know, and it's a lot easier. You could literally set up trading tomorrow as a sole trader and you just need to register. uh, If you're using a trading name, you need to register your business name. You need to register with the revenue, register with the company's registration office and you can start trading straight away. So it's a lot easier. It's less... it's less um, paperwork, if you like. Mm. You're, there, there are, you know, when, when you're talking about a limited company, there's there's obligations that you have to adhere to, uh, which are very strict obligations, and, and rightly so, in terms of uh, um, submitting your accounts every year and so on. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is a thing, a situation. It depends on your own circumstances. It depends on what you're doing. You can always change. Some people set up as a sole trader very regularly. This will happen. And then further down the track, six months, 12 months later, as things start, uh, start, um, uh, you know, as, as your trade increases and so on, then they can uh, change into a, lim- a limited company. So that is a... Yeah. So I, I, I would assume if you're a sole trader, but your business grows, so maybe you have to take some, you know, you have to employ someone. It's better to be in a company then at that point. Well, yeah, I, I think the general yeah. rule of thumb would be yes. I mean, once you're, once you're talking about employment law and all of the implications of that to do that as a sole trader, 
is very mm. substantial, okay? Yes. Because <laughs> okay, you're, you're leaving yourself exposed potentially to lots of things. So, but, um, yeah, like I suppose generally, I think in the vast majority of cases, limited company is usually the way to go if you're looking to start a business that is going to grow and to develop mm. significantly, okay? If you're looking to become self-employed and it's and you and you don't have very strong growth plans if you like just to earn a, a, a reasonable living out of it and you know it could well be uh, in your interest just to do that as a sole trader but you do need to get the right advice on this and that's what's crucial here you need to think about these things in advance and you need to make sure you're talking to somebody with expertise who can give you good advice on how to do it yeah there's already a, a question about tax what obligations does a new business have in relation to tax returns is it only in the second year or is an accountant uh, required for this and I suppose this is a bit when people dream about being self-employed that all the freedom there's actually another layer of work there for the self-employed person particularly in relation to things like tax in, yeah absolutely and you know you do have an obligation to keep proper books of account um, so you need to prepare yourself for all of this and sometimes, look at in reality, the majority of people don't particularly take to doing the the, the work in terms of financial uh, mm. accounts and so on. And, and it's something that a lot of people will, steer, will want to steer clear of. Uh, but it is absolutely crucial you get that right from the start. That 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 you know what you're getting involved in. That you understand the implications to you from a financial perspective because they are they can be quite profound, obviously, and there are implications there from the perspective of the revenue. You need to make sure you are doing this in a manner that is compliant with the revenue. Um, so doing that from day one is always always a good idea mm. uh, rather than kind of kicking that down the road and thinking I'll sort that out later or whatever <laughs> uh, you know but yeah knowing, knowing when the deadlines are for tax returns all of that type of stuff yeah. there is a lot of information there that you kind of need to absorb before you kick start the business would you um, generally speaking would you advise people to get an accountant if, you know if they can to help with that kind of thing because it can be very complicated stuff. yeah certainly I mean if you're in if you're in a limited company you you, you, you certainly need an, an audit a registered auditor uh, so um, but if you are if you are setting up whatever type of business you need to understand some people are very adept at it and do have the expertise mm, and they mm. can do a lot of this stuff themselves and don't need to go into the expense of employing an accountant for you know if you're a sole trader but um but the vast majority of the time yes you do need somebody there with expertise in finance okay now it doesn't necessarily need to be an accountant in many cases somebody's spouse or a or a close relative or or something like that can can help out at an early stage okay but um Look at every every case is different, and you're talking about your 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 um your revenue. You're 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 talking about your your ability to earn a living out of this. So it's absolutely essential that you mm. do know what you're getting yourself into from a financial perspective. Yeah, though so I suppose you'd also need some some degree of knowledge as to what you know what the rules are about you know what you can claim as an ex- a legitimate expense, for instance. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 you will need to know. You, you will need somebody, if you don't have that expertise yourself, you will certainly, and 99% of the time, you will need somebody to help you with that, mm. uh, with doing tax returns and with ensuring that you're, you're understanding that you're claiming, uh, apart from anything else, like you said, the, all of the expenses that you can claim against tax. Okay, so even if you're, for instance, you mentioned operating a business from home, there are certain uh, um, uh things that you can claim from the revenue for that in, in terms of legitimate expenses here, mm. your electricity and heating and so on. Um, so, yeah, it's usually, well, it's almost always in your interest to get good, sound financial advice on that. Uh, the uh, This is an interesting one. I'm a piano teacher. 
So students are coming to my door most afternoons between 2pm uh, and 7pm. Am I supposed to have planning permission for that? The best thing to do in any case like that is we would say to check with your local authority. And um, I mean, ordinarily, the local authority will not restrict a business such as a piano teacher uh, from operating from home unless there's going to be a substantial impact, uh, you know, cars coming and going. And I know this has been an area... Uh, for, for instance, in crashes can have uh, difficulties in this regard. Because, mm. um, so if you are, I mean, I, I would always say to check with your local authority. They are the, um, the arbiters of, of that, uh, that regulations. Yeah. Uh, in my day job, I'm an employee, so my taxes are all taken care of at source. However, I give an evening lecture for a college about three times a year. I invoice and get paid for each one into my bank account. Am I supposed to register as a sole trader for tax purposes on those payments? Well, you are supposed to declare the income. Um, mm. So, I mean, the answer is yes, it, the income should be declared, okay? So, yes. uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, I, 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 but do they have to declare as a sole trader or can they just like, go on, onto the revenue.ie and say, I made this additional income? They can, they can do it on revenue.ie yeah. and they can do it that way, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah so you... You you just need to declare the, the income, I suppose, yeah. and your tax return each year. Uh, I, I've money for a startup, but I've no idea what kind of business I could open. Don't even know where to go in getting any information about opening my own business. Any suggestions? Well, <laughs> given this is Oshin's actual job, uh, uh, would, would do people come to you like that saying, oh, yeah, I have money and I don't know what to do? Yeah, all yeah. the time. And, and it's great. I mean, you know, we, we are there. The local enterprise offices are there, I suppose, to provide uh steer and help to people who may have that kind of a strong desire, sometimes an overwhelming desire to work for themselves, uh, but don't quite know what they want to do in, in business. And and there, there are ways that we can help people who are in that category where you may have the the burning desire to start a business, but you don't know what to do. So, for example, we run things like ideas generation workshops, where if you have two or three different ideas for a business and you're trying to see, well, which which of these should I should, should, should I follow, okay? So there, there are ways and means that you can kind of explore each of those business ideas and you can then come to a determination at the end of the day as to which has the best prospects for you. I think before you even talk about that, you do need to know, like, you, you, you need to know what the implications are for working for yourself. And mm. it, it can sound like a, a very, um, you, you know, a, a lovely rosy garden or something like that, <laughs> but it can be it can be tough. It can be very, very it's tough. Hard work, and it yeah. is very often very hard work. And and the vast majority of the time, people underestimate the amount of, uh, the amount of work that will be needed uh, in working for yourself, and overest or sorry, and, and also underestimate the cost, and sometimes overestimate the revenue that that mm. they're, that they're going to accrue from it. So, a lot of thought needs to be put into it. I mean, part of our job in the local enterprise office is to enable people to understand how they can go through that process and how they can how they can find that business idea uh, that is best for them uh, at that time, if indeed it is best for them. Mm. Uh, and, and people make this determination themselves. We, we don't tell people whether or not to set up their own business, but we can help you to explore your business idea. We can we can put on a start your own business program where you'll go through that process and you'll more or less come to that conclusion yourself by the end of that as to whether uh, or which type of business is the best to set up. Yeah. You know? I assume there's a certain percentage of people who go through this process and go, actually running my own business isn't for me, I've just realized. Absolutely. And that that is that is absolutely true. And we would much rather 
people who fall into that category mm. don't actually take the plunge, don't put their life savings and, and get into debt into a, for, for a business, that is very, very high risk and may not work out for them, okay? Um, so people need to know what the, the level of risk that they're getting involved in, what they're getting involved in, and they need to assess that risk and determine whether their potential reward is worth the risk. Yeah. And, you know, you can minimise your prospects of, of failure in business by planning ahead and by thinking about it and various uh, options that might be open to you. And very often we do find, in fact, we surveyed our own Start Your Own Business program, uh, guys who went, and pe- people who went through the Start Your Own Business program, um, and about, you know, up to 40% of them didn't go on to set up their own business How in the following year or two. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, I, I'm sure if you looked at each of those, they made the right decision, okay? Yes, perhaps. absolutely. And, and, it, 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 and by undergoing that program, you come to that determination, well, maybe the market isn't ready for this yet. Maybe I'm not ready to go into this space yet. Or maybe my idea needs to be tweaked or something like that. So... Yeah, it's it's crucial that, and I mean, as local enterprise officers, we want to see people succeed in business if they go ahead with it. We want to encourage people to set up businesses where they have a viable proposition and where they know what they what they yeah, get involved in. Absolutely. Now, in terms of grants and things like that, are there grants available, or does it depend on the sort of area you might be going into? It does depend on the area. It, it depends. Like there there are grants available from the local enterprise office, um, and there are different types. Which you know you, you'll find all the details on localenterprise.ie on our website. But um, the it, it depends on the sector, and you'll generally find that grant aid from the local enterprise office, indeed from the state is mostly geared towards businesses that, first of all, are likely to create jobs, okay, because as as a, a, as a taxpayer-funded uh, operation, mm. local enterprise offices want to see jobs being created and, and, and businesses sustained, jobs sustained in it, um, but also that they are export-oriented or at least have strong potential to export their product or service, okay? okay. So businesses that can, that can grow, that can create jobs, can create employment, and are likely to... Uh, expand internationally are the types of businesses that are most likely to be granted with the significant grants that are available. Okay, but say it's going to be a small local business, or you know, could you get a small grant? Are, are there those kinds of grants available? I mean, if it's like if it's a startup in a service or a product that's being provided where there's lots and lots of competitors in that space, mm. you know, if you're setting up a, a retail outlet on a high street, you're not going to get substantial grant or any grants to to do that where. By you starting up that business, the other uh, current uh, retail outlet on that high street exactly. is going to have to yes, I would so, say, why are you helping them and not? Yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. So, yes, you know, that, yes. that's where uh, obviously we, we, we're not involved in, in disrupting the, mm. uh, the marketplace to that extent to, to, to give preference to one supplier over another. However, there are there are mechanisms by which you can apply for funding in even in retail businesses. So, for example, we run a program called the Trading Online Voucher Scheme, whereby we provide small level, reasonably modest levels of grant assistance to businesses that are developing an e-commerce platform, okay, where they can demonstrate they need to start trading online to grow their business. So you can apply for that even if you're a retail business. And that's readily available to lots of different types of businesses. Um, yeah, so... and yeah. That's, that, Okay. Yeah. There are things there. Uh, I'm a, well, This is similar to a previous question we had. I'm a PAYE worker. I've recently set up a small limited company. I earn approximately 70 grand in my job. What are the tax implications for earnings made in the new business? 
Do you know, I, I, I'm not an accountant the myself or a tax advisor, so I, I would be very reluctant to give specific tax advice and stuff like that to somebody um, over the airwaves like this. However, uh, what we would do in the local enterprise office is put you in touch with somebody who could answer those questions mm. and look at your specific case, OK? Because... Um, I mean, they're, 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 it, it depends on the type of business you're in and there, there are lots of kind of uh, circumstances around specific cases that you would yeah. need uh, specific tax advice on. So um, now we, we run a, a program, it's called a mentor program as well, a start on business programs and lots of other things. There is a mentor program available from all of the 31 local enterprise offices all around the country. And we have access to very deep levels of expertise in lots of different areas to advise clients on a one-to-one confidential basis on areas like that. Mm. Okay, that might be a, a, a... Now, I don't know if you do this. This is. I started out as a yoga teacher last year following a passion I've had for years. I love teaching the classes, but I'm really struggling with standing up for myself with my landlord, where I rent out the room, managing awkward customers, trying to negotiate better rates for marketing, etc. Is there a course out there or a coach who could help me? That's a very good, and, and you know there is. Um, <laughs> I, like there, 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 there are programs available through through local enterprise offices and, and other places as well, where where you can um, you can do things like you, you can um, you, you can undertake a program, for example, to uh, sell yourself better, mm. to negotiate better, and to and and, and it's, it's kind of. Uh, uh, I won't call it self-help, but it's... it's yeah, but it's, some, it's self-development, yeah, at least, yes. It's, it's yeah. self-development, certainly. And, you know, when you are, when you're an entrepreneur, when you're setting up a business, particularly if you're a sole trader, but any type of business, it's a very lonely place very mm. often. And you're, you have to wear so many different hats and have have knowledge of so many different aspects of running your and managing your business. Um there's bound to be areas where you need assistance or help, or at least to be aware of where you need where, where, where your weaknesses might be is a really important thing. Yeah, yeah. So I think that lady who, who sent in that query is um, is very, you know, she she acknowledges that there is an mm. area where she needs to uh, perhaps upskill herself or understand better how she can present herself or negotiate better. And yeah, there, there are programs that you can undertake and they're readily available. That's the beauty of the, the, the structure we have uh, now is that there's lots of these programs that are available. Okay, excellent. Oshin, thanks a million for coming into us today. Uh, that was Oshin Gagan there, Head of Enterprise at Fingal Local Enterprise Office. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.